Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Everybody, welcome into Flippin' Bats Now World Baseball Classic Day 6 episode. I'm joined as always by Alex Curry. Team USA, they have finally arrived to the tournament. The first ever perfect game in World Baseball Classic history. A player signing a contract right after the game. So much happened today. Let's get to it. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge bat flip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. All right, Team USA with their big, big victory over Team Canada, 12-1 to victory, man, Alex, that that poor 19-year-old teenager was used as a punching bag for this Team USA offense that finally has arrived to the tournament. We have so much to cover today. Obviously, everything that just happened in the Team USA game. It was an incredible game all around. Team USA needed that. The other games from around the tournament, a lot happened today. A lot of good things for Team USA. Um, some signings. It was a really cool day around the World Baseball Classic, but this Team USA game is what was huge. We're live post-game. It just ended a second ago. They looked awesome. They looked exactly how we expected them to look right out of the gates. And I don't want to say poor 19-year-old Canadian pitcher because we went into this game in our pregame show saying if they don't put up, I think you said 10 runs off this guy, in the first inning, they were close. They put up nine. <laughs> then what are we doing here? Yeah. Are, are we actually going to wake up and make a run here at the World Baseball Classic? And I don't know, Ben. I We had you pretend like you were going into the clubhouse before the game started in the pregame show and give a pump-up speech. And I think they listened to you. Alex, I think Team USA might have been watching live as they went out <laughs> to take the field because my pregame pump-up speech seemed to work. Let's play that back now. Let's listen to it again. You know what? I'm looking at these guys and I'm saying, we got our ass kicked last night. Mm -hmm. And it was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. This locker room is full of Hall of Famers. MVPs, Woo. plenty of future Hall of Famers, and we got our ass kicked last night. We're facing, no discredit to this starting pitcher tonight, a 19-year-old single-A pitcher. If we don't put a 10 spot up on this guy in the first couple of innings, it's going to be another embarrassment. We need to dominate this team. That's what needs to happen. We're the damn United States of America. Woo! This is America's pastime. Let's go. Have some pride and do it for the red, white, and blue. Yeah. Let's go. You nailed it. I think they listened. I got pumped up again just <laughs> listening to it. 
Um, and they, Alex, they came out and put up a nine spot yeah. in the first inning. Nine runs in an inning ties for the most in an inning ever in World Baseball Classic history. And nine runs in the first inning is the most runs in any first inning in World Baseball Classic history. Look, this is, I don't, this is what needed to happen. It had I, to happen. This is what Team USA was supposed to do. This is what they've needed to do. And of any day, this was the most important because we're going to cover everything that happened today. But Team Columbia did lose, meaning Team USA controlled its own destiny. Yeah. Finally, again, and this was the performance, the first inning out, they do what they did, put up nine runs. It was across the board. Everybody was dominating. Mike Trout, uh, he was my player of the game prediction. Three-run homer, Captain America saluting around the bases. I was pumped up watching it. But really, everybody in this lineup tonight, and this is what was cool to see because it felt like for a while with this team, there was maybe one guy going a game, Nolan Arenado in the first game, Tim Anderson in the second game, and then this game, Everyone. everybody. Everybody chipped in and looked good at the plate. Now, we mentioned three things that Team USA needed to do in order to bounce back, right? The first one was find that energy, which they did. They came out and scored nine runs in that first inning, right? Pitching must be better was the second one. Lance Lynn was lights out. He was my player of this game. I said he needed to come out. He needed to set the tone. He went five innings, gave up two hits, one earned run, no walks, and six strikeouts. But the most important thing is he had that <laughs> kind of fu attitude. That is, that's him. That I, I'm, I'm gonna do my business. I don't care like what's going on over there. And it was incredible. And then finally, the third one is that they had to hit the baseball, as you mentioned. Mike Trout finally woke up. And then my person to watch in the lineup in the beginning of the pregame show was Mookie Betts saying he had to get things going. And he let off the game with a single, ended up going two for three on the night. I think it might have taken a little bit. Like I, I mentioned it in the pregame show, this team just kind of felt like it was going through the motions. Like, okay, we're in a pool that we will easily get out of. Yeah. We'll be fine. And then we'll turn it up a notch when we're facing the Dominican or Puerto Rico or Venezuela, whoever they would play in that next round. And then they get punched in the face yeah. and they come out. This is the way you want to respond. I was mm -hmm. disappointed last night. As you know, as everybody that was listening knows, I was disappointed in Team USA. It was embarrassing to watch. And this is how you have to respond. Yeah. You got punched in the face. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to score nine runs in the first inning and Mike Trout's going to come out and Captain America and do what he does best. It was awesome to see that. They looked great. Our players of the game prediction, Mike Trout and Lance Lynn, I honestly don't know how you pick between those two yeah. because Lance Lynn did exactly what Team USA needed. They needed pitching and they needed runs to be at a minimal because well, this is if tiebreakers come into it, you just got to limit other teams. Forget about the tiebreaker now with Team USA. It's about winning games. We needed a pitcher that would go out there, get some innings, and limit the other team. Lance Lynn did that. I said he was going to take the mound with an FU attitude that Team USA desperately needed. He did. He told Mark DeRosa before the game, I can get you five innings. I'm going to get you five innings. And that's what he did. As you mentioned, Alex, he went five innings, two hits, only one earned, struck out six. And what I liked, no walks. It seemed yeah. like a lot of these pitchers for Team USA were kind of all over the place understandable early in spring training as you remember well middle of a spring training yeah. I guess at this point but they're not in regular season form seeing Lance Lynn come out with that attitude he had today I almost think in a tournament like this you need an attitude like Lance Lynn took the mound with 
everybody did their part, and Captain America Mike Trout did what one of the best of all time does, and it's say, okay, I'm going to get my team under control. Yeah. I'm going to lead by example. Here's a three-run bomb. I loved it. And he also scored twice in the first inning. But I got a question <laughs> about Lance Lynn. Because he pitched tonight, and we are this late in pool play, is there a chance we see him if Team USA makes it to semis and final? Yeah, so he pitched on, tonight, as we're recording now, yeah. immediately post-game. Today's the 13th, right? If you fast-forward five days, which is what would happen in a regular season, that's the 18th. If you say six days, okay. that's the 19th. Okay. The tournament's still ongoing. Okay. So I could imagine a world in which Lance Lynn absolutely starts the championship game if Team USA gets to it. I, I mean, from what we've seen so far, he is their best pitcher they have right now, and he has the right attitude and everything this team needs to set the tone. That's why I'm asking. I'm like, if they get to the final, man, we, we need Lance Lynn on the mound. Well, I, I, I always felt like coming into this tournament, Lance Lynn was our guy. And yeah. my thought kind of went to, why didn't Lance Lynn start against Mexico? And then you have to go to, well, it depends on where his last start in spring training was and yeah. how the White Sox want to line him up for the series for the season. No matter how you shape it up, Lance Lynn is the best starting pitcher on this Team yeah. USA roster. And will he be available for another game in this tournament? Well, two things. It depends on how far Team USA makes it, which yep. if they hit like this, it'll be a long way. And two, it depends on what the White Sox and Lance Lynn have to say about it. And knowing Lance Lynn's attitude, I'm yeah. going to guess he's going to be available Put me at out some there. point Put me for, in, coach. for the rest of this tournament. Yeah. Okay. Great game, obviously, overall for Team USA. What impressed you the most about this game? I, I think their ability to get punched in the face yeah. and come right out and Huge. not leave it up to doubt at all. Because just imagine, I'm sure it was a little bit embarrassing for that team Had to, to lose been. to Team Mexico the way they did, hop on social media and see the scrutiny amongst everybody mm -hmm. saying, this team's this is one of the greatest lineups of all time. Even myself, I, I, I said this Team USA lineup is the greatest of all time. We both did. And I went on social media last night, and my mentions were just flooded with, yeah, you, this is the greatest lineup of all time. Well, I feel pretty good about saying that now. I mean, it was they, they did so well. So for me, the ability to not leave doubt in anybody's yeah. mind anymore. Because there was some doubt that started creeping There was a in. lot of doubt last night. The doubt got put aside in the first inning, and the amount of tweets I saw on social media in that first inning saying, Welcome. There they are. Yeah. This is the team. They woke oh up. my God, these guys are good. That was pretty cool to see. And to me, the most impressive thing, like I said, was yeah, you you faced a guy in the first inning that you were you should hit. Yeah. But I don't care. You had to hit him, and they did. Yeah. I don't care if they were facing the Goochland Bulldogs, my high school. <laughs> yeah. Got something to say? About Goochland? <laughs> Gooch? it, it gets me every time. I'm sorry. Yes, you're I don't your care hometown. if they're facing the Goochland Bulldogs. I want to see them hit. It doesn't matter who it's against. Confidence is a real thing. We hadn't seen it yet. We didn't see it against Great Britain, and we didn't really see it against Mexico, but we finally saw it, and that's what I was so excited to see. Yeah, no, it was great. Now, you mentioned that USA controls their own destiny now, right? And the main reason that's happened is because Great Britain beat Colombia today. So let's look at some other pool C action. You know what? I'm because Great Britain beat Colombia seven to five. And because of that, USA now controls their own destiny. 
Yeah, so let's take a look. The Pool C standings are up here if you're watching right now on the board. Team this USA. Looks, this looks right now. This is better. This looks right. Team USA at the top, two and one. Colombia, one and one after losing to Great Britain today. Canada, one and one. Mexico, one and one. And Great Britain, one and two. So the big one today, and this was the big one all along for us now that we had lost last yeah. night. Colombia and Great Britain. Great Britain, massive, massive underdog. Never had a win in World Baseball Classic history. Mm -hmm. Comes away with a monumental victory for, of course, Team USA, but also for Great Britain in general. Yeah. To be able to win that game on this stage, their first ever WBC win, what it means for that baseball program, the funding that will come from this, really huge. Good for them, but man, Alex, you asked me last night if I was worried. Yeah, you said and yes. And the answer was yes. Not because I didn't believe they could turn it around. Yeah, they they didn't really sh hadn't shown anything yeah. yet, but I knew they could, obviously. But because even if they won out, they were going to be most likely in a really really tough spot to advance because yeah. of the tiebreaker. But we were gifted yes from Great Britain, the yeah. victory over Colombia, which put us back in the driver's seat to advance from Pool C. And all we had to do was win out against Canada and Colombia. Yeah, Colombia. Canada and Colombia, and we would advance. So Great Britain with that big victory, shocking, shocking. shocking. It was crazy. End up pulling it out after Colombia beat Mexico. So that's why that was such a big game. I'm also hoping that this funding for Great Britain might get them new jerseys next time around. Because mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw today, the letters were falling off of the jersey, which confirmed our theory that they were just ironed on <laughs> to that jersey. It, it I, was, yeah. So I, a couple, before they even took the, when we played them in the first game, right? Yeah. Before the game, we had our pregame show and I was like, oh God. Yeah. Those are awful. Yep. And then Great Britain goes on to play Canada, who also doesn't have the best jerseys. Yeah. I tweeted this while I was watching it. This might be the worst jersey matchup in history. Yeah. And then today, yep. I'm watching the game. The yeah. T falls off from Great Britain, and they the actually picture. talked about the jersey in the jerseys during the game. Apparently, they like had jerseys that were supposed to come in, oh. but like, for whatever reason, it couldn't happen. And then they were like, "Are we gonna have to sharpie numbers on the back of our jerseys?" Like oh they didn't. Know. It could have been way worse. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, they basically got plain jerseys and they were ironed on Great Britain. This Those jerseys so much sense. Were the ones when you play when you play dodgeball in your high school gym class and they put yeah. out those mesh jerseys yes. for everybody to put over top yes. of their shirts. That's what it was. That's what they were wearing, and then they just put Great Britain on them. Well, Great Britain. The T was capable of falling off. So, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Bye. Thanks for joining. It just us. fell off as the the pitcher's on the mound. Yeah. The T the T turns upside down first. Yep. Some might say spilling the T. Mm-hmm. And then oh, it, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it fell off as he was pitching. Just not great. Yeah. I will say these red ones are much better than the grays. Much but. better. Okay. Well, let's look ahead to USA versus Colombia. On Wednesday, they have the day off tomorrow. But as we keep saying, USA controls their own destiny. If they can win this game against Colombia, they will advance. No excuses. No excuses. It's, it's do or die. Colombia, not that that it's 
we should beat Columbia in general. It's also a do-or-die game, and we have the greatest lineup of all time out there and multiple Hall of Famers in the lineup. So, look, this one, you got to win. We'll have Merrill Kelly on the mound. He's going to be the starting pitcher. Arizona Diamondbacks threw 200 innings last year with a 3-3-7 ERA. So a lot of people might say, like, oh, who's Merrill Kelly? Why do, what? Good pitcher. Really good. Put up a 3-3-7 ERA last year. He'll be on the mound. But, look, we have to take care of business. Yeah. If we don't, we're, we're not going to make it. Win in advance. That's it. Win and advance. I'll probably have to give the same pump-up speech I gave today to the team because they honestly responded well to it. Yeah, I think they did great. um, Shout out Team USA for listening and taking my words to heart and representing the red, white, and blue the way they needed to. And they need to do that against Columbia as well. Because, look, yes, you could say Columbia just lost to Great Britain. Yes, but Columbia also beat uh, Team Mexico in a really good game. They had a guy coming out of the bullpen that throws 102 with nasty stuff. So we will preview this game on Wednesday before it starts. But a big key for me is going to be get a lead early and don't allow Zaniga, who is his name, Mm -hmm. to come in and throw 102 miles an hour with nasty stuff to come in with even a close game. Get a lead, keep the lead, advance. Just do what you did tonight. Just rinse and repeat. Yesterday we said runs in the first inning. Yesterday we said forget about it, move on. Now we're like, remember this, do the same thing. You got this, Team USA. Yep, I'll bring my speech. Good. I I want it a bump up because this is it. If they win, they're on in advance. If they don't, they're out. Interesting. You just said do the same thing to Team USA, but for me, you need me to be better. Yep. Even though Team USA, they they you don't want to hear the same thing over. I need an improvement. I want a little different. I believe in you. See, that's where we're different. Okay. I'm a creature of habit, mm-hmm. superstitious. I want every word to be the exact same. <laughs> the exact same. Nope. I was super superstitious. Okay. Very. Oh. So I'll right. probably be giving the same speech. Tune back in Wednesday, pregame. See yeah. you there. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Okay, let's move on to the pool of death. Pool D, because the Dominican Republic finally got their first win over Nicaragua. Six to one. This is exactly what they needed in a bounce back win. Yeah, boy, did they need it. They lost game one. Nobody was expecting that no. to Venezuela, who is now 2-0. and So taking a look at the Pool D standings, we got Venezuela 2-0, and Puerto Rico 2-1 and now after today, which we'll talk about in a second. Dominican 1-1, one and Israel 1-1, one and and Nicaragua is 0-3. Dominican looked really good today, Alex. They did. This is the team... We were expecting, um, especially if you're a Padres fan, you're ecstatic. Juan Soto hit an upper deck homer, absolute bomb. He's He was hitting like 800 in spring training. He's raking in this tournament. Manny Machado followed it up the very next inning with an oppo laser home run. The DR lineup looked good. Yeah. Not great, put up six runs. They did yeah. what they needed to do. They looked much better, um, but all in all, Good win. Dominican needed it. Yep. They they were kind of in the same boat as USA. You know, you don't yeah. expect to lose one of your – they lost their first game. You don't expect yeah. to lose. A game of do, play. It becomes, Uh-oh. oh, God, like we, we got to turn it on. And the Dominican did. They looked great. That team uh, that team is unbelievable. Christian Javier, uh, new contract extension for the Astros. He was really good for the team. All in all, good performance for the Dominican. Yeah, they were great. But I think the best story that came out of this game 
was a 21-year-old pitcher on Team Nicaragua whose life was changed forever immediately following the game. This is this is one of my favorite stories of the entire tournament so far. His name's Duque Hebert. He was the guy that pitched the ninth inning for Team Nicaragua. Nobody really knew his name, but then he comes in and was nasty. Struck out Juan Soto and then Julio Rodriguez and then Rafael Devers to end the inning. To end that was it for the game, basically. They went down to not score, but he was unbelievable. And then after the game, Alex, immediately following the game, within 30 minutes, he was signed by the Detroit Tigers to his first ever professional contract. So cool. That's what it is all about. This tweet in the wall right now, you can see the picture of him. He looks so excited, posing with Juan Soto, who came up and congratulated him and said, I'm sure along the lines of, hey, dude, great stuff. Yeah. And... Just a really all-around cool story. To me, Alex, this has become, uh, I'm sure as we go on and when this tournament ends as well, we'll do favorite moments from the World Baseball Classic, and this is going to be in it. Shout out to my former organization for getting it right, for getting this guy that looks like he could be a stud and, and pitch really well for the Detroit Tigers in the future. Yeah, this is what the WBC is all about, is giving these young stars and these young players who might not get the publicity or the eyeballs on them that they deserve a chance to perform and show their talent on the biggest world stage for baseball. 30 minutes after the game, he gets signed to a major league contract. Yeah. It might not even have been that the tigers might've been waiting for him in the locker room and said, probably quick sign now, because I feel like his social media post, that's how there was a post with him just like holding up the baseball. Yeah. And I think it was, it said like, congratulations to Duke Heber for signing with the tigers. It, It happened so quick. Yeah. And that's, what's so cool about this is you get to see the world's biggest stars on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have guys come along that look really good that you've never heard of. And there's, you best believe there are scouts in the stands. Yep. And they get signed and can make a difference going forward. And it was really cool to see that. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And that is exactly what happened today. But let's move on to another team in Pool D. Because Puerto Rico put up a perfect game against Israel with four pitchers. Four different pitchers. The first perfect game in World Baseball Classic history and it looked a little different. It was an eight-inning, mercy rule, perfect game with Puerto Rico walking it off in the bottom of the eighth. So they walked off the mercy rule, perfect game. Really cool to see that. Perfect game was thrown by Jose De Leon, who's uh, with the Minnesota Twins, Yaxel Rios, Dwayne Underwood, and finished off by, you may have heard of him, mm-hmm. Mets closer Edwin Diaz. Perfect. Perfection. Jose De Leon started this game. Ten strikeouts from him. Puerto Rico looked great. They've looked really good in this tournament so far. Two and one for them and in good shape. They look good. Great today. They face Team Israel, who does have Jock Peterson on the team. Mm -hmm. But... As you might guess, with a 10 to nothing score, not a lot to write home about with no. Team Israel today. It's all about Puerto Rico and the first perfect game in World Baseball Classic history. They they looked awesome. Crazy. Now, we knew Pool D, it was going to be tough. 
with these three teams, Venezuela, Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic. And we said it's it's unfortunate that one of these three teams is not going to be moving on because they're all amazing. And we're seeing why now that we are two or three games into this tournament. Yeah. And this pool is interesting because you have Venezuela there sitting at two and oh. They are sitting pretty mm-hmm. to advance, right? Yep. They've beaten the two other best teams in the t- pool. The Dominican and Puerto Rico is how they're two and oh. Yeah. You so have to let's pencil them in. Let's pencil them in as four and oh. Okay. Yeah. Just use a pencil, but we'll do it. Puerto Rico and the Dominican yet to play each other. Yeah. Right. So that's what this is going to come down it to, is. in my opinion, is that game against each other. Let's say Puerto Rico wins their other game against who do they have left to play? Israel, I guess. Well, they they're playing either Israel or, or Nicaragua, I would think. Mm-hmm. So they'll be no, it's just Dominican left. It's just the Dominican left. So they have that game left. And you gotta imagine both teams are gonna be two and one in that game. It's gonna be that's the last game of the pool. Yeah. Last game of Pool D is Dominican Republic against Puerto Rico, and it's probably going to be win in advance. Yeah. That's going to be exactly what it's going to be. What a what a pool it is. It's disappointing that one of them is going to have to go home. But I know. Hey, you have all these pools with a lot of disparity in them, and then you have this one with luck of the draw. Be the better team. And Venezuela was the best team in it, and they're going to be the one seed. Who's going to be the two? I don't know, but I'm excited. It's We've already had so many amazing moments in this tournament so far. Now, Pool A and Pool B Done. finished. So I want to go through, and I want to get your five top moments from Pool A and Pool B play. There's so many. There's so many. Yep. We'll do five. Okay. Because you said so, Alex. Thank you. Number five, Team Australia advancing. Nobody saw this coming. It was supposed to be Japan and Korea Uh advancing. But Australia, early on in the tournament, takes down Australia. Or they didn't take down themselves. They took down Korea. Massive upset. Really good, really good offensive showing there. And also, by the end of this pool, after all of their games, they had the highest team batting average. I said it after game one when they beat Korea. We might have found the tournament's Cinderella. And... I still hold true to that. Are are they going to advance further than that? I don't know. But the fact they're even here, I think, says a lot about them. The team has been a lot of fun to watch. The way they went about that pool was cool. And for them, even advancing for me is a top moment so far. And I loved hearing their post-game interview talking about what this means for their country in Australia and the funding for baseball in Australia. And because of this exposure and moving on, it's going to allow the younger generation to have that funding and to have a bigger stage to play baseball in Australia. The the fighting ruse. The fighting kangaroos. So, it's so cute. Of Australia. Ooh. The team's cool. Like the third base coach is is was my coach for four years in the Tigers organization. I know some of the pitchers on the team. One of the outfielders was signed like we did outfield drills together for hours and hours and like just to see them out there um, not supposed to advance that you you can't tell them that, but yeah. not supposed to advance <laughs> and then getting it done. Congratulations to Team Australia. That was really cool. Okay, what is your fourth moment? I love from this group one. A and B. Andre Satoria of the Czech Republic shutting down Team Japan and striking out Shohei Otani. Yeah. This guy is an electrician. Mm-hmm. This is his full-time job. He's an electrician and he took the mound and shut down Team Japan for two innings. 
made them look silly on multiple occasions, struck out Shohei Otani, and was so ecstatic on the mound, rightfully so. The dugout was going nuts. He was going nuts. Post-game interview, he was going nuts. In fact, we here at Flippin' Bats got an exclusive interview with the electrician <laughs> and the hero himself. Let's play that sound now and hear how excited he was post-game. It was something, uh, something awesome. It's like the whole world was stuck in the mo in the in the moment, like a heart attack, man. It, it was hard. Like, I just I just looked to my dugout and hey, I got him. I think that was the same face we were all making at home. Like, did he just what? <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The whole world stopped in yes. that moment. I had a heart attack. I looked in my dugout and was like, hey! And so was everybody. Yeah. Even Shohei, you know, he gets back in the dugout. He's kind of scratching his head for a bit. And at that point, nobody's happy because they were still in a heck of a ball game. Yeah. But eventually the lead gets spread out, and I guarantee you that dugout was like, hey, Shohei. Yeah. Remember when that electrician punched you out <laughs> early in the game? <laughs> but he was doing it. It's not just uh, Shohei. Lars Newtbar. I mean, yeah. the whole team. He was dominating Third inning, they got to him just a little bit, but all in all, an incredible outing. Shout out to Satoria and the outing he had. Really cool. He didn't throw a pitch, not a single pitch, over 79 miles an hour. Incredible. He got it done. That's moment number four. All right. What you got at number three? <sighs> Quick change of pace here. Okay. Quick change of pace. At number three, Roki Sasaki pitching on the 12-year anniversary of his father, and grandparents passing away in the deadly tsunami in Japan. To the day, 12 years to the day, Alex, he was nine years old, 3-11-11, March 11th, 2011. He was nine years old when the tsunami took his father and grandparents. And for him to be on Team Japan this year is uh, a dream come true for him. And for Team Japan... To, to line it up that way, mm -hmm. to allow him to pitch on that day. I mean, it's so emotional. And for him to be able to take the field on that day that is so meaningful, so emotional to him, and to see the way he performed out on the field, well, obviously the, the, what that day means to him mm -hmm. and also what that moment meant for all of Japan, seeing their guy yeah. in their jersey representing yeah. their country with their flag on his shoulder to go out there on a day that is so overwhelmingly emotional for him. It, it was emotional for me watching. I'm sure it was emotional for everybody in the stands. And I was so excited to see him go out and show the world what he is capable of, which is 102 mile an hour fastballs and nasty stuff but the day wasn't about that it was about him taking the mound with all that emotion and uh showing out for his country yeah it doesn't get much more special and honorable than that moment right yep. there all right moving on to number two 
Team Czech Republic's debut. Just Team Czech Republic as a whole. It was a storybook. It was a storybook tournament for them. They weren't supposed to be here. They were never supposed to even qualify. In qualifying, they went up against a Spain team that they were a massive underdog against. Why were they a massive underdog? Well, because this team is full of teachers and woodworkers and firefighters and financial advisors, and their manager is a neurosurgeon. Electricians. The electrician <laughs> pitcher. One of the pitchers on the one of the starting pitchers was also the team's social media manager. <laughs> it was so I love great. It. Yet they end up winning that qualifier. They lost to Team Spain early in the qualifier, 21 to 7, which is what was supposed to happen to them. Yeah. They won the one that sent them here. And then they win their first game of the tournament by hitting a huge mammoth three-run homer in the ninth inning. They go on to be competitive in pretty much every game they play. The situation when they played Team Japan, just storylines everywhere you look. And at the end of it, it has all come down. It is all finished. They were in it until the very last minute when they lost the last game. We need to make a movie about Team Czech Republic. I was saying it after game one, and I'm even more so saying it now. The performance they had, it was a storybook Hollywood movie. Now we just have to make it one. They're, the yeah. whole team was the best. It was so, a great moment. I think the world fell in love with Team Czech Republic. That yep. was incredible. Okay, your number one moment from Group A and B pool play. Shohei Otani strapping on the Team Japan jersey back in Japan for the first time in almost seven years. Lacing it up for Team Japan again. It was emotional for the entire nation yeah. to see him get to go out there representing Team Japan. It was a dream of his as a kid, he said, to hit a home run in the World Baseball Classic. Check. Yep. He did that. Game one, he pitched, did fantastic on the mound, got a couple of hits. Then he hits the home run later in the tournament, 448 feet off of his face on the scoreboard, way out in deep right center. He was just what he means to the country, what he means to the United States has become so apparent. This guy has transformed the game of baseball. This guy in the last two years has elevated the game of baseball to new heights. He's been the most exciting baseball player perhaps to ever exist. And what he is doing, being an international player, coming over from Japan, doing what he's doing here, he's brought the two nations. Like It almost feels like we have come closer together all rooting for Shohei Otani yeah. and them rooting for him over here and us rooting for him in Japan. I know personally Japan is so near and dear to my heart after my trip. I, I loved I fell in love with Japan. It was one of it was one of the highlights of my life being able to go over there and experience baseball in Japan. Legitimately, one of the best moments, one of the best weeks of my entire life was going over there. And so many people owe so many cool memories, whether you're here or in Japan, to watching Shohei. Yeah. And seeing him get to go back to Japan and do it in the Tokyo Dome, hitting that home run, it was all, that's the best moment of pool play over in pools 
A and B. And you could see really what he meant in that moment meant for Japan fans, even after he hit his first home run in the WBC, the woman who caught the ball and then passed it around to all the fans who just wanted to take a picture of that moment and the home run ball and then politely passed it back to the woman who caught the ball is just one of the cool human moments we've seen in the WBC and the world could take a note and learn a little something from Japanese culture because it is so respectful, it is so wonderful, and it is joyful. And it's been cool to watch. Yep. So those are my top five moments. Um, Alex, I am going to be practicing my Team USA pump-up speech for a little while because Team USA is off tomorrow. Yep. So their one off day of pool play comes on Tuesday. That's their off day. So they are back Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, against Team Columbia on FS1. Win and you're in. That's all it takes. That's all that matters. Win and you're in. So we will be back pregame for that game. We'll have the Flippin' Bats Now pregame show, and we'll be live immediately after as well. So make sure you guys are here for that. This one has been a lot of fun. Uh, A lot more, uh, a lot better vibes tonight than than the last show. Finally. Thank you to Team USA for what you did tonight. The good vibes are rolling here on Flippin' Bats. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to Flippin' Bats wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple or Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. We're also on all social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. A good day. Team USA controls their own destiny. They're in good shape now. We will see you Wednesday pregame for the pregame show of Team USA and Columbia. Thank you all for listening for next time. Until next time, see you later.